Okay. It's been two weeks. I need to catch up on a ton of wrestling, but as far as I know, Samoa Joe is still released. So, all I need to do is just talk about what he can do on the indie scene. Wait. What if WWE trademarked his name? Oh my god. I haven't got much time. Uh, cue the mental montage! Alright, so you know what this means, don't you? You realize you're talking to yourself, right? Correction, I am not talking right now, I am thinking! Wow, you're hearing and you're talking. What? Do you hear voices too? Are you Randy f***ing Orton? Um, guys, we've only got five more minutes. We, we need, we need some more gimmick names now! Stats! Pronto! Okay, okay, okay. First idea. Samosa Joe. Could you think of anything less cliche or was that intentional? Oh, okay. Uh, how about Jason Samoa? Y you mean Aquaman? He's not my Aquaman. But fine. Copyright aside, how about Beautiful Joe? That's copyright as well. That's a video game. Damn it! Okay, so do you enjoy wasting time or is this just a regular thing? Okay, I admit it. I don't have any idea what the heck I'm doing with this. Wait. I think I've got one. Wait for it. Joseph Samoa Star. Is that a JoJo reference? Uh, uh it, it, it's a Samoan reference! <laughs> oh, thank God. Samoa Joe got signed to NXT. Though, maybe I should just keep these ideas just in case. Gentlemen and lady gentlemen, my fictional friends! Welcome to the Wrestling with Fiction podcast! The podcast where I pitch to you wrestling storylines from the good to the bad to the damn right insane! My name is Connor, and uh, if you're new here, hi! Uh, a lot happened this past week, and I realize that some of you might be new here because of. The Sullivan Bo Brown episode, which I can't believe how well that did. A huge thank you once again to Sullivan who saw the tweet <laughs> and reposted it and saw a whole other bunch of people. Ah, uh, wow. Uh, still, still can't believe that. Uh, thank you. <laughs> but I'm getting off topic. If you are new here, I like to pitch free storylines each and every single week. But we're doing it a little bit different for this week about this week's person, Samoa Joe. Samosif Joseph. Jojo's Bizarre Samoan. Because I, I thought of one storyline and I thought to myself, wow, I don't want to write anything else. <laughs> that's, that, that's literally just the thought. So the way that this episode is going to go is that we have... Technically still free storyline pitches, but it's for one big overarching story about the man, the myth, the legend, the enforcer of NXT, Samoa Joe. Because, oh my god, 
I'm I'm loving this new role with him as essentially the right hand man to William Regal. I I think it's one of the best creative choices they've done in a long time. Having this big muscly authority figure to take out anyone if provoked. That's a very cool thing. And it's just nice to see Samoa Joe back in a somewhat wrestling capacity. Like I enjoyed him on commentary for Raw, but come on, we all we all want to see Samoa Joe back in the ring. We we all miss him. And what better way to bring that out than with a little bit of fantasy booking? Now before we go over this, I just want to specify if there's any point that you want to skip to a certain part of the fantasy booking, or you just want to hear specific sections, timestamps are in the description. So feel free to check those out. So Without further ado, I think we've went over all the technicalities and all the random stuff. So, yeah, let's get straight into this. Let's talk about Samoa Joe's WWE run in about four minutes. Let's get into this. Okay, let's start from the beginning of Samoa Joe's NXT run, debuting on May 20th, 2015 at NXT TakeOver Unstoppable. Samoa Joe, still unsigned to WWE, would interfere post-match against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. This would eventually lead to him signing to WWE late in June of that year, and proceed to have one-off matches until he found himself in a feud with Baron Corbin. These two would eventually lock horns at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, where Joe would come out the victor. With that, Samoa Joe would proceed on to form a tag team with Finn Balor in which they would proceed to win the entire tournament and become the first ever Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic winners. Over time, this tag team would later, well it would fizzle out, when Samoa Joe turned heel on the November 4th episode of NXT attacking Finn Balor because he was not promised a verbal commitment towards the NXT Championship. He would later go on to have several NXT title matches at NXT TakeOver London, NXT TakeOver Dallas, and then proceed to win the title at a NXT Live event later next year on the 21st of April. He would go on to hold the title all the way up to NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2, in which he would lose the title to Shinsuke Nakamura. He would later regain the belt at NXT TakeOver Toronto, but he would eventually lose it again to Nakamura at a live event in Australia. Samoa Joe's journey would not stop there as he would eventually debut on the 30th of January episode of Raw to attack Seth Rollins during his big feud with Triple H. During this period, Samoa Joe would be in on and off again matches with the likes of Sami Zayn, Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins before he would eventually win a number one contenders match at the Extreme Rules pay-per-view in which he earned himself a match with Brock Lesnar. I don't think I need to explain the Brock Lesnar feud much at Great Balls of Fire, but it was flipping awesome. With that in mind, he would then go on to have no contest matches against the likes of Braun Strowman, a couple one-off matches for the Universal title at SummerSlam, before he would eventually go on and be drafted to SmackDown after having a couple feud matches with Roman Reigns post-WrestleMania 34. He would be drafted to SmackDown that same year in which he would have several matches against the likes of AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. Over time with that and eventual unsuccessful chances at the WWE Championship, he would find himself eventually winning the United States Championship on the road to WrestleMania. 
During this, he would have a couple of matches against Rey Mysterio, in which he would lose and regain the belt, before eventually losing the title to Ricochet at WWE's Stomping Ground. He would go on to once again pursue the WWE Championship during Kofi Kingston's time as WWE Champion, but would still remain unsuccessful. He would go on to have a several King of the Ring style matches in which he would eventually lose again, before going to a semi-on-screen color commentary role and slash temporary wrestling roles against the likes of Seth Rollins, Buddy Murphy, and various other performers during Seth Rollins' Monday Night Messiah gimmick. This would eventually lead to him having an injury that had yet to be healed up to this point, in which he would be remaining as the commentator for Raw before his eventual release in April of this year. And, well, I think you guys know the rest. Two weeks ago at the time of this recording, he returned to NXT, finding himself as the new enforcer to William Regal. He's had very brief altercations and restrictions put upon it in which he must be provoked in order to attack or defend William Regal's name. And that's pretty much Samoa Joe's career in about four minutes. Uh, I probably missed out some stuff, probably could have timed that a lot better, but that's kind of the gist I got. So, with that out of the way, we need to address how I'm going to deal with this. How, how are we going to take Samoa Joe, the way that he is now, having gone through the entire scope of his career in a period of time, and presenting where on earth he'll go next? Well, we'll do that with a little segment I like to call The Tagline. And in case you are new to this podcast, The Tagline is basically my thought process and what I plan to do with the wrestler thing or whatever I'm talking about for the week. I like to usually just talk about my process and then summarize it in about 30 words or less pitch. Think of it like a look through, like a summary that you'd see on Netflix or something you'd see on Crunchyroll because I'm going to keep reminding people WWE has a freaking Crunchyroll series that's set to come out. We don't know when, we don't know why, but it's still there. So, without further ado, I think it's time to ask myself and the viewers to all please ask me. Just just purely ask me. To cue the music, future me! Alright, so... If we're not counting his independent wrestling career, which I know I'm skipping out on by just talking about his WWE run, Samoa Joe has a lot of history with NXT. If you guys remember his old NXT title run, where he would constantly be running amok and shouting Regal, 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 <laughs> almost like it's a Simpsons episode. I, I feel that this run for Samoa Joe feels like a reconcile of the past. You know, like he talked about in his whole promo about how he feels that the NXT roster doesn't give enough respect to William Regal now, to a point where he considered resigning. I think that's going to be an integral part of Samoa Joe's character going forward, and his relationship with William Regal. Because they were such bitter enemies, probably the most threat and chaos that William Regal had up to that point, until 
Well, the Undisputed Era came around and then everyone else started to just, you know, go insane the minute television happened. So, yeah. Samoa Joe's relationship is that now he's he's a lawbringer. He, he's no longer the person bringing out chaos. He's the one balancing that chaos. And I feel like that needs to be reflected in his story. So, for my tagline for this week is... Returning to aid an old enemy, now friend, a Samoan submission machine returns to his old stomping ground to reconcile his past mistakes. Because, you know, I feel like this is kind of a relevant point. He had been a commentator for over a year. And as much as we want to say he goes back straight into the ring straight away, Maybe that isn't really realistic, and you need to have him develop that physical presence once again, which is what we're getting. So, him returning and aiding an old friend and showing that he's still capable to wrestle? I think that's a really good starting point, and a great way to sort of ask the question, where does Samoa Joe, the Enforcer, go from here? And how does that affect his dynamic with William Regal? How does it affect his old relationship with NXT? How does this new era of NXT fit in Samoa Joe? And those are all the questions that I hope to answer in this fantasy booking. And to put it simply, if you guys think that you can make a better tagline, trust me, I reckon you probably could. I Tell me on Instagram at Wrestling With Fiction or tell me on Twitter at Connor the Cooper. I would love to hear your suggestions because this stuff is, it's, it's always interesting to hear people's different perspectives. And I realize now that I'm clearly rambling. So we're going to get on to the very first storyline pitch right at the beginning of this big overarching plan that I have for Samoa Joe. And so... We need to step a couple more weeks into the future. You know, maybe to another specific takeover. Or, really, specifically, when will Samoa Joe take over? Right, so, a couple prerequisites before we get straight into this. This story begins post the SummerSlam takeover. We don't know the name of it yet at the time of this recording, but as of right now, I'm just going to dub it NXT TakeOver Vegas for the proceeding of this booking. Additionally, at this time, Kyle O'Reilly has won the NXT Championship from Karrion Cross, as it looks like soon he's going to be called up to the main roster. More on that later. Aside from that, we're pretty much good to go to start talking about this. So, the first part of this booking is a storyline that I've liked to dub NXT Redemption. And this story begins, well, as many stories do, with an argument. Because after the post-NXT TakeOver Vegas show, we got a little bit of a post-match angle between Kyle O'Reilly and Samoa Joe as Samoa Joe Notice that Adam Cole was still lurking around, seeing if he can attack Kyle O'Reilly. And Samoa Joe, well, he takes out Adam Cole because it was an act of self-defense. And then he just proceeds to beat up Kyle O'Reilly, essentially for no reason. He starts brawling with him, and rather than hold up the NXT Championship, he just, he just glares at it. He doesn't touch it. 
He closes it. And this is the beginning of the repercussions of this. Uh, it is basically an interaction between William Regal and Samoa Joe talking about how even though Joe has been employed by William Regal to stop the chaos in NXT, it still lives. And William Regal specifically says to Joe in the middle of this argument, I've asked you to stop people. You, you, you know we can't do that. Think of the example you set. You are a former NXT champion. You're not a wrestler anymore. You are meant to just lead by example. Protect the brand that I've helped to build. And quickly Samoa Joe says and fires back, Example, how many people are leaving for the land of greater pastures, Regal, huh? How many Adam Coles and Garganos and Champers are still lurking around on your roster? Nobody here is up and coming. Nobody here is leaving. And all this chaos is still staying regardless of your orders. Samoa Joe gets straight up into Regal's face. He is, he is angry. He's still trying to justify the reason why he attacked Kyler Riley on the post-Vegas takeover. And he simply reminds Regal. Regal, I don't stop people. I immobilize them. You knew that. You want your NXT back? You gotta kill the snakes in your locker room. Cut the limbs before the poison spreads. Because sometimes, to help someone, you need to hurt them first. Make that mistake, and I'll be happy to apply this to you. Joe just rushes out of that office absolutely annoyed and then we cut to next week regal kind of responds to all the concerns that happened on last week's nxt and regal simply you know quite disheveled a little bit stressed says that samoa joe is having a one-week evaluation on his current position as the enforcer of nxt as this happens, William Regal quickly walks back out of the ring after doing this public address, and we see a backstage segment with William Regal. An interviewer walks up to him and simply asks, uh, how is he dealing with all the chaos throughout of NXT right now without Samoa Joe? Cameron Grimes and LA Knight are running amok, trying to fight for the Million Dollar Championship. Uh, the indie Hartwell and Dexter Loomis stuff, the, the whole situation with the North American Championship. And just as he can say more, in walks in Karrion Cross, who essentially just knocks out the re <laughs> knocks out the interviewer, and of course, Karrion Cross is just angry. He's seething. He lost his prize, and he simply just starts shouting at William Regal, saying, "Have you been ignoring me? I've been festering, biding my time to reclaim my NXT Championship. Do you do you not see he what I'm doing, Regal?" And Karrion Cross sees that William Regal isn't really paying attention. He's thinking about all these other things going on. The, the stuff with Diamond Mine suddenly debuting down in NXT. The whole thought of Imperium potentially coming. Because they keep on teasing that. And Karrion Cross just simply slaps Regal in the face. And like the awesome Englishman that William Regal is, he just he stands up. He doesn't fall down. And he just glares daggers at Karrion Cross. And he responds, of course I see it. Every week, 
No amount of blemming assaults and attacks are going to change, change that sunshine. On this exception, though, I'm willing to give you your rematch at TakeOver War Games. But given this little spot of anger that I'm feeling, why not make that rematch tonight? And so it's set. The main event of this week's NXT, it's Kyle O'Reilly defending his newly won NXT Championship against Karrion Cross. At this point, there's still no sign of Samoa Joe. We've got multiple people kind of like showing and emphasizing the chaos around NXT. No matter where William Regal goes, even in his office, anybody and anybody is simply interrupting him when he's trying to figure out a way to sort this out. Keep in mind, during when Samoa Joe was hired, he was considering retiring. And so the main event goes pretty much unchanged. Kyle O'Reilly successfully retains the NXT Championship. And, well, everything seems to be going great. You know, Kyle O'Reilly holding up the NXT Championship. He's the new big baby face. Adam Cole has likely been called up to the main roster at this point. And just before Kyle O'Reilly can celebrate, outruns in Samoa Joe from out of you know, the Capital Wrestling Center. He starts trying to choke out Kyle O'Reilly. He's just sort of like Kyle O'Reilly grasping for air because he can't get out of the coquina clutch. You see William Regal rush down and order maybe one or two security guards to, you know, try and stop Samoa Joe from doing this. And then, as that happens, Samoa Joe lets go of the hold. He stares daggers into William Regal. Security, exit the ring. And, well, William Regal, William Regal just, he looks over to Kyle O'Reilly and he, he doesn't say anything and he stares back at Joe and he looks back at Kyle O'Reilly and we see William Regal for the first time in a long, long time just give a simple smile and just pat Samoa Joe on the back in which he just shouts to him do it again and just like that Samoa Joe locks in the coquina clutch he's been given permission by William Regal to assault Kyle O'Reilly again and again coquina clutch coquina clutch and he just leaves Kyle O'Reilly there passed out and then William Regal like a just a sadistic manager just shouts to Joe to go grab Karrion Cross, And for the first time in over six years since the move was banned by WWE, Samoa Joe busts out a muscle buster, hitting it on Karrion Cross, essentially writing him off NXT television. Commentators put over how disgusting this actor was by Samoa Joe using a move that's been banned by WWE all because William Regal enforced it. What what has got into William Regal, the the forefather of NXT, the man who's been running this company for seven years? What what is going on? And so we don't see William Regal for a couple weeks. We don't see Samoa Joe for a couple weeks. We only see Kyle O'Reilly desperately looking around in all of NXT asking where is Samoa Joe and we don't get any answers until well two weeks later where William Regal addresses 
the NXT universe. William Regal comes out alongside Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe, for the first time in a long time, is wearing wrestling gear. And, well, by this point, I think it's very clear William Regal has turned heel. Because, I'm sorry, but William Regal as a heel manager? I know that people don't like authority figures. I completely understand that. But a heel corrupt William Regal, almost a la King of the Ring, but in a general manager position? How, how could you not want that? Plus, William Regal is one of the best promos in the business. Quite frankly, he is probably one of the best authority figures wrestling has ever had. And he simply, me, personal biases aside, he says now that William Regal has officially announced that Samoa Joe is now a active competitor slash enforcer of NXT. And he simply states that he is getting, from his own wishes, a shot at the NXT Championship because chances are Kyle O'Reilly wants a piece of him. He watches NXT. He knows how desperately he wants to get his hands on Samoa Joe. And William Regal starts to explain his actions. Weeks ago, I gave everyone a warning. I brought, I brought in an authority figure. None of you listened. William Regal goes on to say that sometimes, well, people are just born naughty. And he was right. He starts talking about how, you know, even though he's born naughty, he recognizes that NXT has become too corrupt. It's gotten too powerful for its own good. Almost like a town crier, we see him just sort of walk out of the ring as Samojo stares daggers into the camera. Walking around all of the Capital Wrestling Center saying, What happened to the bright-eyed kids who walked into the My Performance Center looking for an opportunity? When did that go away? When did they become wretched warmongering mischiefs? That is not what NXT is. That is not what my NXT is. Because to William Regal, NXT is his baby. It's the child that grew up too quickly and now... As it's all grown up, he doesn't want to see it go. He doesn't want to see it change to whatever it is now. He doesn't want this chaos to ensue. So, he makes it his goal, along with the help of Samoa Joe, to reset NXT. And he explains that when I saw Samoa Joe forcefully evacuate the oxygen out of Kyle's throat, I knew he was right. I've been denying that NXT needs to change. I'm the one who has been turning this place into a monster. So it's up to me to reset it. From this point forward, Joe has permission to assault anyone unprovoked. Challenges and proclamations made by my friend will be considered orders from your general manager unless I deem otherwise. They leave the ring, and, well, Kyle O'Reilly doesn't get his hands on Samoa Joe until NXT TakeOver War Games. And for the first time, we don't have a War Games match, because I think the title suits itself. 
So just a quick little thing. We are going to get some build up matches for this, but they're not entirely important for the benefit of this story. So Samoa Joe, we just emphasize that the muscle buster is a career ending maneuver using it on the likes of people like Jake Atlas. Maybe you want to use it on a guy like Tommaso Ciampa, you know, to really emphasize it with a main event quality talent, but have, you know, Champa take it like an easier bump on it. So like he gets out rarely unscathed, but he doesn't get all of it. And then we build to NXT TakeOver War Games, Kyle O'Reilly, Samoa Joe. And also on the card, because this will be important later, Johnny Gargano reclaims the NXT North American Championship from Bronson Reed, as he's going to be called up later to the main roster, most likely. And also on the show, we have MSK successfully retaining the NXT Tag Team titles from Champer and Thatcher, Imperium, and Brizango. Crucially, Thatcher abandons Champion for some reason that we'll get to. So, with that all out of the way, it's the main event. Kyle O'Reilly, Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe entering for his first big match in a long, long time, accompanied by William Regal. Which, by the way, I love this pairing as a, like, mixture together. It feels like the NXT equivalent of Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman for me. That's kind of how I'm looking at them together, but with kind of a more concrete, overarching goal. And we have Kyle O'Reilly, your new big baby face, looking to overcome the big, mean monster Samoa Joe who's being corrupted to reset NXT to a place that Kyle O'Reilly doesn't want to see happen because that's what he strived to do with the Undisputed Era. It's what he strives to do now as a singles competitor. Push NXT to the next level. So, they have their match. They sort of... Okay, I'm going to basically describe it a lot better than I just said. Joe essentially beats the living S-word out of Kyle O'Reilly. Very early on, Kyle O'Reilly gets hit with an unlucky kick and is busted open. He is essentially fighting for his life. Each move from Joe feels like it's hit by a truck. And Kyle O'Reilly barely kicks out of some basic offense from Joe. And we get a couple of hope spots in there, with the ending spot being Kyle O'Reilly locking in a guillotine on Samoa Joe. You see the blood pouring down from Kyle O'Reilly. Samoa Joe just fighting for his life, staying on his feet. And Joe gets down to one knee and quickly gets back up again. And he picks up Kyle O'Reilly, almost in a suplex position from that move, and quickly puts him into a muscle buster. Samoa Joe becomes the first ever three-time NXT champion. And once again, just to really emphasize the injury, William Regal orders Joe at the end of the match to hit another muscle buster. He hits it again. Kyle O'Reilly is put on a stretcher. And we won't see Kyle O'Reilly for a long, long time as he is out injured because of the assault put on by Samoa Joe and the muscle buster as a finishing maneuver. Samoa Joe gets onto the microphone and immediately grabs it from the commentary table and he simply just starts shouting. This is the first step. The first free time NXT champion is just the first step. We are looking for structure in this NXT. We are looking for peace. Peace doesn't just exist from the top. No, you gotta head to the bottom. You gotta take everything. Because NXT is not sacred anymore. 
All you have is... Yep, we have Walter. Because we may as well pay off all the teases that Walter's gonna be coming to NXT and do it in a big way. He's been champion for 800 days and now he's staring down the new NXT champion. And all he does is that he looks there and he stares with the rest of Impinium. Impinion? Imperium. And holds up the NXT United Kingdom Championship. Samoa Joe, likewise. They stare each other down. And William Regal announces on the next week's NXT that in three weeks' time, it is a winner-take-all on NXT's special event, NXT's Continental Clash. It will be Samoa Joe versus Walter. Winner take all. That is the beginning of Samoa Joe's reign. He has to fight, as William Regal would say, well, one of the most toughest Austrians in all of professional wrestling, one of the most powerful chops in all of wrestling, and, well, pretty much a really cool match. And that's... That's our first big defense for Samoa Joe. And to describe it, well, to put it simply, yeah, uh, you're gonna need to do a lot to take down Walter. So the match goes how you would kind of expect it. So it's a big hoss match. Big boy versus big boy, with both being incredibly agile. Walter busting out a dropkick, Samoa Joe busting out an inziguri. And the finish of the match comes when William Regal comes in in the middle of the match and distracts Walter and slowly but deviously slides Samoa Joe a pair of brass knuckles. He distracts the referee long enough for Samoa Joe to hit Walter over the face with the brass knuckles and he quickly takes it off and puts it around his hand and locks in the Kokina clutch just masking it just enough so that the referee can't see it. And Walter does what any big baby face would do. He doesn't tap. He passes out. But more crucially, he passes out standing up. You don't have him fall. He doesn't just, you know, collapse on the floor from Kokina Clutch. He is just passed out standing. It took Samoa Joe, this new unstoppable force, plus the help of your general manager with brass knuckles to pick up the win. Samoa Joe is your NXT and WWE United Kingdom Champion. And thus ends the first chapter of this little fantasy booking and our quest that William Regal and Samoa Joe have set. They wish to remake NXT back in the old days. And to do that, they have their sights set on every title set in the US equivalent of NXT. Storyline 2, which I have dubbed 
the reset. So I think you know what's coming. So, we move on from this continental clash between Walter. And we have Regal's official proclamation that Samoa Joe will take every title in NXT. He goes out to the fans and he says, If the most prestigious prize in NXT did not force people to change their ways, the enforcer will be forced to pry away every single prize. Like a spider, we may have taken the head, but we still have many legs to go. So, yes, Samoa Joe is on a mission to take every men's title that he can get in NXT. That includes the tag titles, that includes the North American title, and other stuff that we'll talk about later. But for right now, he's first set his sights on the NXT Tag Team Champions MSK. Now, with this, MSK have had successful title defenses as we've already discussed at the previous TakeOver. Uh, they had a great match with the NXT Tag Team... UK Tag Team Champions. I'm getting my words mixed up. And they've recently had a successful title defense against Hit Row that was interrupted and assaulted by Samoa Joe who interferes in the match as it looks like Hit Row is about to win to assault MSK. He does this purely to send a message that he doesn't need a tag team partner, he can just take both belts anyways. So, we have a build of a couple weeks, building to a big NXT event where Samoa Joe and, as William Regal emphasizes, a mystery partner will go for the NXT tag team titles. Throughout this, we emphasize that Samoa Joe, as a singles wrestler, can be a single member of MSK, but as a team, MSK are a indestructible force. Excellent chemistry, such and such, you know, tag team wrestling. So this happens. And so we finally get to the match. Joe enters the ring first, holding both the NXT and United Kingdom championships, shoulder to shoulder. He goes in and he doesn't waste any time glaring down MSK. And then William Regal comes out. William Regal says that as much as he would love to get into the ring and face these scoundrels and teach them a lesson, he's too busy as a general manager. So he says, he assures Joe that he got him a partner and he got someone great. Someone who sees the value that they do in NXT. Someone who thrived in the old system and someone who will help change the NXT landscape for years to come. And, well, we get some new entrance music that sounds a bit like this. Then we see him carrying the lifeless body of Fandango to the ring. A name pops up on the Titantron. It's Tyler Breeze. 
William Regal smiles as Bree's expressionless carries the body of Fandango to the ring and he throws it over to Regal. And he puts his hand out. William Regal accepts. Tyler Breeze is Samoa Joe's tag team partner. And we have ourselves our tag team title match. Breeze and Joe demolish MSK. And I mean demolish. If Samoa Joe could beat them individually, imagine what he could do with Tyler Breeze. And this match is purely just to showcase Tyler Breeze and Joe as a team, particularly Breeze. This kind of expressionless thing, kind of emphasizing that Prince Pretty is dead. MSK constantly go for like shots to the face and Breeze isn't phased by it. In fact, he encourages it to hit him again. And Breeze just retaliates with just more ferocity than we've ever seen from Tyler Breeze. And we get a finish with Tyler Breeze picking up the win for him and Joe. Both of them now the NXT Tag Team Champions. And then we move on to next week. And well, let's just say Fandango's not happy about it. He tries to face Tyler Breeze in the middle of the ring in which Joe quickly stops him from behind, hitting a coquina clutch, choking out Fandango and dragging him to the ring where Breeze is trying to talk. And he just shouts to the lifeless body of Fandango, let him speak. And Breeze explains everything. He talks about how the NXT universe has and always has been his home. In success and in failure, he always knew he could come back to NXT. But when he came back, something was different. He wanted to change himself like many people did before back in the old days. People like Tyson Kidd, people like uh, Cesaro, all who came to rejuvenate their careers in NXT. But this NXT, they didn't allow him to. These people left him to become a nostalgia act. Times that were so much simpler with Rizango and Prince Pretty. And he was forced to be some carny, selfie-taking goofball. Spinning his wheels until some Prince Pretty Jr. was forced to walk into his place. He concludes that if he couldn't be the top guy in NXT, well, number two isn't bad, particularly when there is gold involved. And then he says and emphasizes that as much as Joe is the most dominant force that NXT has ever seen, there's one championship that he can't go for, and that's the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Setting up a Tyler Breeze versus Kushida feud, all in the background to the current storyline that we have because, well, Breeze and Joe now have one little bit of extra gold left. And, well, there's only really two belts left, or only one technically. The North American Championship, which, if you recall, is held by Johnny Gargano. Oh! The man who won it in the previous part of the storyline pitch. And what's he been doing on NXT television? Well, hasn't he been running away from Samoa Joe? He has! 
He's been running away from him, trying to be in William Regal's good books. And so, the next week on NXT, William Regal gives Johnny Gagano an ultimatum. Hand over the NXT North American Championship to Samoan Joe. Or, well, you'll see what happens. And of course, we get Johnny Gagano accompanied by the way. And he talks about how, you know, he remembered Samoa Joe's time in NXT. How he dominated, how he pretty much ruined the lives of everyone else. And he talks about how, you know, I'm the black heart of NXT. You know why that is? And he he moves the North American Championship closer to Samoa Joe who clutches onto it. He says, say it. And... And Johnny Gargano says, because I'm the heart and soul of NXT. And he spits in the face of Samoa Joe. Austin Fury helped him out and tries to attack Samoa Joe. And they get a little bit of offense in, finding the first glimmer of hope that not everything is lost for NXT. The next week, Samoa Joe, absolutely furious, is demanding that he gets a shot at the North American Championship. And as this happens, well, well, CCTV footage comes up. And who is on this CCTV footage, you might ask? It's, it's Tommaso Ciampa with, with a battered body of Tyler Breeze in the background of the shot. And, oh my god, he, he's got William Regal. And guess what? He kidnaps William Regal and Joe immediately goes after him. He... He basically tries to go after him, and in it he tries to confront Thatcher, who he already beat the leader of Imperium for, who won't say a thing, so he tries to choke him out in a coquina clutch. He does that, and eventually, well, he eventually finds means Tommaso Ciampa, but he just barely escapes, and the next week on NXT, Joe is furious. He's demanding that he hands back Regal. They are trying to set chaos away from NXT and then we see William Regal pop up in the Capitol Wrestling Center he goes to Joe and he says I'm sorry Joe I'm so sorry and William and Samoa Joe's asking him, what what do you mean what do you mean and then on the Titantron it harkens back to the old Tommaso Ciampa you know VHS tapings that he used to have with Goldie Tommaso Ciampa emphasizes how just like Johnny Gargano, he's one of the very few people who knows how dangerous Joe is capable of being. And says that he couldn't just leave it all to Johnny Gargano. That that wouldn't be fair. So he wants to basically join the match himself. He forced Regal to add him to the match. And just before he says anything, he says how Johnny has gone soft. I know what you're capable of, Joe. And if anyone is going to save this brand from yourself, it's me. And he just puts his hand up, does a small wave, and simply says, Goldie Jr., get ready to meet your daddy. Promo ends, and we have it set for the next NXT TakeOver. NXT TakeOver, our evolution too. It's Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, and Samoa Joe. It's basically the last stepping stone before Joe's 
big quest to have ultimate NXT domination. It's a it's a poetic gateway to, you know, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gagano being some of the people who first introduced Joe into NXT. The same people who were in the inaugural Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic along with Samoa Joe. Now forced to fight for the sake of the future of NXT. One that Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa built on their backs. As is the common trend for the rest of this booking, we do not see them have big square off matches. The only big square off match that we have is two weeks before NXT TakeOver Our Evolution, and it's a tag team match with Breeze and Joe against the new returning DIY for one time only. And it of course ends in a bit of a schmoz with Kushida coming in trying to attack Tyler Breeze from his new sort of found attitude. And the remainder of the build is essentially lots of vignette packages putting over how this is potentially the biggest match in NXT history. We have Samoa Joe in the vignette saying that he didn't go after the North American title straight away because he wanted to savor the moment that he could destroy two of his old buddies again. Just like he did back in the old days of NXT. He wanted this to be a preview of things to come. We get the old nostalgic DIY video packages of them, you know, coming up as a team together, winning the NXT Tag Team titles and their eventual turn. And we emphasize throughout the weeks of television that Gargano and Champa as a unit can defeat Samoa Joe. But if they get divided, Joe is going to demolish both of them. And so the whole build is mostly Gargano and Champa reconciling their differences week to week, trying to help build themselves up so they can bring back the NXT that they love so dearly. The one that they both built in necessity to compete with the WWE main roster. And so that is our build to NXT TakeOver, our evolution. Also on the card, Tyler Breeze successfully wins the NXT Cruiserweight Championship from Kushida. No surprises there. And we get to our main event. Which, well, it goes on emphasizing that Samoa Joe could be working a little bit hurt into the pay-per-view. Considering that he has been hit significantly by a lot of DIY's tag team offense, focusing on the legs. Could he hold up the muscle buster or hit perfectly in the Kukina clutch? And they emphasize how good of a team DIY has been, the golden age of the NXT tag team division. And also more importantly during this, there are no other titles defended. We'll get into that in the next pitch, but that's just one thing I need to mention now because I almost forgot it. So during this, Tommaso Ciampa, Jerry Gargano re-emphasize themselves as a team. We get a couple of old nostalgic spots where Gargano tries to use some of Tommaso Ciampa's old moves, a la like the fairy tale ending and the launder. And Tommaso Ciampa tries to go for a lot of Johnny Gargano moves, the the springboard DDT that he does, the slingshot spear. Also with them eventually hitting the meeting in the middle, getting a one, two, two and a half, not quite three. And so we get to the end. Tyler Breeze comes in to try and interfere with the match because it is triple threat rules. Kushida and Diamond Mine, because that's now a thing. Try and go in and stop Breeze. And in it, 
William Regal comes out. He's furious. He's trying to sort all these things out. And then just as this happens, he gets in the middle of it. He takes a meeting in the middle from Gargano and Champa, passing over just in time the brass knuckles to Samoa Joe, knocking out Champa, knocking out Gargano. But just to finish the job, hitting a muscle buster on Tommaso Champa and his previously remembered injured neck for the one, two, three. Samoa Joe has won the NXT North American Championship. And so, NXT Our Evolution ends with a battered Tyler Breeze holding the tag and Cruiserweight title, along with Samoa Joe holding four different titles. William Regal saying that the prophecy has been fulfilled. Thus, the show ends with Regal ordering various security to come in and strip down NXT. The commentary is cut off as security ruins the announce table. They they take off some of the old ring banners. They start dismantling the Titantron as the show goes pitch black and off the air. And that is the end of part two. And the final storyline pitch, well, it's the final act, people. What's gonna happen? So, we've reached the final storyline, and, well, the real question is, who takes the belt from Joe? That That's really what this story is, pretty much. Who is the person who's going to win the title from Samoa Joe? And so, let's run over the aftermath of what's happened here. NXT has been put into essentially the most bare bones NXT has ever been. We're talking no big fancy graphic titantrons. We've got, you know, the big sort of like railings and just like random like lights on top. If you looked at it, for for people who are willing to Google, it would essentially look like FCW, but with a fresh coat of paint. That's basically what the NXT arena looks like. And it's everything that NXT was not in modern day NXT wrestling. It's bare bones, it's focused purely on just basic bare bones wrestling. It looks like a developmental territory. Everything that NXT has been trying to go against. And so our opening segment is pretty much, well, it's a celebration. William Regal, Samoa Joe and Tyler Breeze They've done it. They've done their goal. They've done the thing. William Regal cuts a promo saying, Now this is my NXT. I've waited for this for so long. I thought that developing this into a big worldwide brand would keep the elements of NXT. And I realized I was wrong. And now I know that we're back to the way that wrestling should be. He passes the mic over to Tyler Breeze. He talks about how ever since this whole initiative has happened, he's became much more of a free man. With the NXT Tag Team titles and the NXT Cruiserweight title, he is now what he should be. He's no longer a prince of wrestling. He is a king of wrestling. And he passes the microphone over to Samoa Joe. And he just says, well, isn't it great that we live in reality 
for once. No longer living in some fantasy land. Because when I became the enforcer of this company, I set out to show that the legacy of William Regal was the best in the entire world. And I've proven that. I wanted to prove that I was the true dominant force in NXT. And I've proven that. Silenced everyone who stood in my way, injured, and taken out anyone who has dared to step foot in front of me, in front of Mr. William Regal. So for now, I ask the question, what is there left to do? Well, you might need to take your mind back to the beginning of this episode. Because walking out from the curtain, we see a neck brace wielding, kendo stick wielding, Kyle O'Reilly. William Regal, Tyler Breeze, Samojo, they all look like they've seen a ghost. Kyle O'Reilly slowly looks around to the crowd. He looks at the commentary team. He points the kendo stick at Samoa Joe, and he rips off the neck brace and charges straight for them. Tyler Breeze rushes down first, hit with a kendo stick. William Regal, ordering security, they're all hit with kendo sticks, they're knocked down. And then we get ourselves a stare down. Kyle O'Reilly, Samoa Joe, where all of this madness began. Kyle O'Reilly points the kendo stick to Joe, and he says, I want my belt back. And Samoa Joe, he grins. He grins and he, he slowly but surely walks away. And he simply says, bring it. But, well, this isn't the only contender I have in mind for Samoa Joe and the NXT Championship. We, we're, we're gonna get into it. So, what happens next after this? Some of you might recall that I mentioned that the NXT Championship, North American, Cruiserweight, and Tag Team titles are the only titles left in NXT. Some of you astute listeners may have noticed that I missed out the Million Dollar Championship. One that is being defended in the main event of this week's NXT. It's between Cameron Grimes, accompanied by Ted DiBiase, and LA Knight. Cameron Grimes from the previous TakeOver, has successfully won the Million Dollar Championship. Grimes, since winning the championship, has wanted the belt to be recognized as an official title in NXT. And he hopes that by having the main event against LA Knight, he can officially fulfill that and do something beyond the Million Dollar Legacy. So the main event goes how you'd kind of expect it to go in this point. Cameron Grimes successfully retains the Million Dollar Championship. And, well, usually this would be where it ends. Well, until Samoa Joe comes in. And he starts assaulting Cameron Grimes post-match. Million Dollar Man tries to interrupt as he locks in a coquina clutch on Cameron Grimes. He starts trying to, like, take him out of the hole, but he can't. His grip is too tight. And then Samoa Joe lets go, and Cameron Grimes starts to regain his breath. As William Regal comes in from behind... And hits 
Well, he hits the million dollar man with a brass knuckles and orders Samoa Joe to hit Kokina Clutch. On to the million dollar man. Cameron Grimes in the same position. He's trying to pull out Samoa Joe from this locked hole as William Regal shouts at him saying, you are nothing. You are useless. You are a joke. As this happens, well, that's how we close the show on Cameron Grimes for the night. A new challenger with Kyle O'Reilly, a new challenger with Cameron Grimes, now more than likely seeking revenge for the Million Dollar Man. But that's only the first week of this new regime under William Regal and Samoa Joe. The next week, some of you might have noticed that the NXT Tag Team titles haven't really been defended that much. And how this all happened was with, well, it was with Hit Row, who were challenging for the Tag Team titles against... MSK. Well, they believe that them as a unit have been screwed by the NXT system. We see as Samoa Joe enters the building, he is quickly confronted by Isaiah Swerve Scott and the rest of Hit Row, Top Dollar, uh, B Fab, Ashanti the Adonis, claiming that they have been ducking him with the NXT title and the tag team titles since they won the belts. They've yet to defend them. At this point, Samoa Joe just ignores them and they they grin and they walk off. And Swerve just simply says to Joe, I hope you're watching your back. Or should I say your front as lights begin to turn on. And we see in this big priced Porsche, Cameron Grimes driving, attempting to run down Ted, not run down Ted DiBiase, run down Samoa Joe. He drives through. He tries to chase off Samoa Joe. Absolutely furious that someone tried to choke out and hospitalize the million dollar man. And he says from this point he wants the NXT championship. The show goes on. Joe has got a huge target on his back by all cylinders. Kyle O'Reilly, the injured now returning former NXT champion, Cameron Grimes, a wrestler who has just seen the Million Dollar Man, his mentor, be choked out by Samoa Joe, and finally Hit Row, a group who believes they have been undermined by William Regal's regime and been forced to play the undercard to his big prized main event boy. This all culminates in a main event segment where Grimes Kyle O'Reilly, Samoa Joe, and Swerve Scar all in the ring fighting each other, just trying to have all this chaos. The exact thing that William Regal strived to end. William Regal comes out and interrupts and says, enough. He gets onto the microphone and he says, Scott O'Reilly Grimes, from the day I took control of this company, I've despised every single one of you. Grimes. Your inability to take things seriously. O'Reilly, your, your insistent chaos that you've brought throughout all of NXT from the Undisputed Era to just your simple, single-minded ways. And you, Swerve Scott. You and your little hooligans have been running roughshod around this place for months without any of my jurisdiction. And I... I held off on it because I was too focused on my own ideals. 
turns out I was wrong. Because I should have taken Joe's advice from the beginning. That to control the chaos, you need to become chaos yourself. At NXT TakeOver, I end everything. It will be Kyle O'Reilly, Cameron Grimes, Isaiah Swerve Scott, and Samoa Joe in a fatal four-way match for the NXT Championship. And at NXT TakeOver, everything ends. And just like that, we have essentially our big money main event. So, some of you might be thinking, do I have a specific ending for this? Who walks out as the NXT champion? Well, I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty open-ended. I like all three options and I'll explain each of them why. We'll start with the obvious one, which is Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly is established in this story is the guy who's been injured for several months. He is the returning hero who's seen his entire brand be run amok. He is by many mentions the top babyface in NXT. He, to like establish himself as the main event top star of NXT, could beat Samoa Joe right here. We have Cameron Grimes, who I think is my wild card pick here. He is your organic baby face who's been getting over little by little. And I think with this LA Knight feud coming to a close, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts going for the NXT Championship. He is like one of the most organic baby faces who would have fought. And I think if you did a couple extra tweaks with the Million Dollar Man, like really solidify their friendship, you could make Cameron Grimes your face of the brand. In fact, I, I wrote this little bit of a segment here where Cameron Grimes is visiting the Million Dollar Man in the hospital bed. And he's basically having Ted DiBiase talk to him, ask for advice, and the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, just says, look, you don't need to go for the NXT Championship. You're, you're already doing this for my legacy. You don't want to risk your career going up against Samoa Joe. And Cameron Grimes... He, he thinks hard on this, and he just simply responds to Ted DiBiase. Look, Ted. I'm... I'm not the Million Dollar Man. I've inherited your legacy, but I can never be like you. You taught me very early on in my career in NXT that money does buy happiness. But it doesn't buy you respect. Ted. He tried to ruin your life and I'm gonna ruin his by taking the one thing that company holds dear and that is the NXT Championship. Cameron Grimes is set. He wants to do that. And finally we have Swerve Scott who I look at Hit Row as a unit who, by the way, on this card rules to be challenging for the tag titles as your underdog, not necessarily underdog, but your big anti-heroes who are rising against the machine. Because the machine represents everything that Swerve Scott struggled with throughout his entire NXT career. 
He, from the very beginning, was put in the top prospect tournament, was quickly forgotten about, had a couple one-off matches with 205 Live, and was lost in the shuffle. Even when he was challenging for the Cruiserweight title, he was kind of lost in that mix of superstars. It was only when he chose to defy that machine and went as a single star, as a heel, that he started to find himself. I mean, as Hitro said in their own like introductory promo, Swerve is dangerous. He's crazy. And he's finally found people who think the same way that he does, giving him the confidence to defy authority and to defy everything that this new NXT under this Samoa Joe enforced rule that we've discussed is against. They are the anti-establishment that could drive NXT into a completely different direction. So we have four opposing sides. Joe, the one to reinforce the old-fashioned ways of NXT. Kyle O'Reilly, one who wants to keep NXT on the same course it was before he lost the title. Cameron Grimes, the man who wants to prove that he is more than the million-dollar legacy. Then we have Hit Row, our chaotic, anti-hero force. Everything that William Regal strived to make NXT fight against. That is your NXT TakeOver main event at the NXT TakeOver WrestleMania weekend, NXT TakeOver Texas. So as I said, you can go either way with this ending. You can either have Kyle O'Reilly reassert himself as the main event of NXT, you can go with the organic win of Cameron Grimes, or you can send NXT into a completely different direction and have Hit Row essentially run the entire roster. Have them split up the titles from Samoa Joe winning the NXT title for Swerve Scott, the tag titles for Hit Row, maybe even B-Fab wins the women's title at this point. Or maybe, this is the wildcard thing, you just have Joe win and you build up a new up-and-coming face, maybe like uh, the newly introduced Christian Casanova, who I've forgotten what his new name is. He would be a cool choice as someone you build up over time. And from that, maybe even have a feud with Tyler Breeze and he wants to, you know, have all the belts to himself. Realizes that he should be the main eventer that he never quite got to be in NXT. And that's kind of what I would do with Samoa Joe. Just have him essentially take over NXT in the name of William Regal. Divide and conquer. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I would do with it. I, I, I think that'd be really interesting. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how I would book Samoa Joe. At least at this point in his career. So we have come to the end of the main portion of this episode. Did you guys enjoy it? I did. That... That was probably one of my, like, favorite things to book. I, maybe I'm being very biased here. I think it's one of the best episodes I've booked properly. But that's, that's just my opinion. What do you guys think? Let, let me know. But you can let me know at the end of this next segment. So, some of you may know that the next segment is a segment called Fantasy Fumble. 
a segment where I basically improvise a random storyline in about a couple minutes based off of just my own head. But I want to start making changes to this. Uh, some of you may have noticed on Twitter, I mentioned that, hey, I'm open to having suggestions for this because what I want to do from this point forward, I want to get, I want to get some audience interaction. I want to start getting a huge, like, compilement of your guys' like random storyline ideas. It can just be from, uh, this person now comes down with a unicorn to the ring, or this person starts a sandwich cult and just put them into like one big, I guess, storyline note bag, I guess? And then just create a random number generator, and that will be the storyline that I mention of the week, and I will mention just whoever has done it on the show, who created it, all that fun jazz, get a little bit more people involved. Because that, that just sounds really fun, and I feel like that's a great way to advance this. But for now, we're just going to stick with random improvisation from the band that you're hearing right now, as we create a random storyline out of the blue for Samosif Joseph, Samoa Joe, in three, two, one. Fumble! Let the dumpster fire... Oh god, please help me. Begin! Well, we kept it up for this long, so... L fuck it, Let let's try and book JoJo's Bizarre Samoan Adventure. So, we begin where any person begins with a fancy vignette, because Samoa Joe, in storyline, hasn't really wrestled for a bit, so we see him on a beach, relaxing with all that great main roster money trying to, you know, get himself all trained up for a main roster comeback. But he realizes he can't just come back being a regular, fast, agile man. He needs to discover the power of Harmon. Does anyone know what Harmon is? Do people watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Well, summary, it's basically sun powers. So, he pretty much tries to learn the secret of Harmon. He tries to, you know, punch a rock with a toad on it, and it doesn't quite work. He just smashes the toad. He he tries to, you know, meditate, try and concentrate with that. I don't think that helps with Harmon. It's been a while since I've watched part one and two of JoJo's, but we're sticking with it. He's doing that. He's getting himself ready. He's getting a fancy jazzy headband, and he does what he tries to do. He watches all of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. He gets himself a bottle of Coca-Cola. He, he tries to unleash Harmon to hear the freaking coke out of the bottle, but it doesn't quite work. But he realizes, oh crap, I've spent so much time trying to learn Harmon, I've got a debut soon, and I haven't been wrestling training. I best get ready for that. So he does. He has to pick his first comeback fight. Who is he gonna face? Who is Samoa Joe gonna face? Well, guess what? He's gonna face bloody anyone. So William Regal decides, hey, I don't know who you should face. Do you know who you should face? No, I've been focusing on all my Harmon training. What do you think? William Regal is not impressed. And then Samojo just shouts, Regal, give me an opponent. <laughs> William Regal is basically like, yes, yes, completely. Yes, I'm British. Uh, war games. And then decides for all of that constant, incredible William Regal style algorithm, that he's indeed facing Bobby Fish. <laughs> so it is the fish versus the Sun Man Samoa Joe. A battle of technical strikes, a battle of Harmon, a battle of vampires. <laughs> Yes, vampires. You hear that? Vampires are here because 
Capital Wrestling Center is not in sunlight, it's always in constant darkness. So we have to introduce a zombie character to add into this. So, what do we do? What does Bobby Fish do when he finds his zombie fish friend? Uh, who could be a good zombie fish friend for fish? Uh, new, new talent. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just name him. Uh, uh, Mackerel Man. Mackerel Man is the big zombie man. Tries to interfere. Joe hits Harmon. And Joe wins! The end! <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> See, this is why I, I want your suggestions, because <laughs> that was so stupid. <laughs> so, if I got this right, uh, William Regal has devolved into just saying war games. Joe tried to learn Harmon. It didn't work. Uh, Bobby Fish is now a heel? And there is a wrestler named the Mackerel Man. Uh, is that someone who I should book? Should I should I book the Mackerel Man? <laughs> that's... That, that's what we need. That's what wrestling needs. It's the Mackerel Man. Bring back the Mackerel Man, WWE. Uh, but what, what a journey. What a journey. So, that is officially the end of the show. Uh, once again, I know I mentioned it briefly at the beginning. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening from week to week. Thank you to all the new people who have came in. Thank you for all the people who have been consistently listening from week to week. Your attention, your time listening to a random British guy talk about wrestling is so appreciated. So, thank you all so much. If you guys have any suggestions for how I can improve this podcast, wrestlers who you'd like to hear me talk about, you know, you can tell me on Twitter at Connor the Cooper, or you can follow me on Instagram at Wrestling with Fiction. I, I want to get more, I guess, interaction with people. Now, I've, I guess, had a lucky break with the Sullivan thing, and I want to get more people involved in this. So, if you guys have any suggestions on what you think I can do, what I can improve on, please. Let me know. I am open to suggestions. Or, better yet, I just remembered this, leave a review. Because if, if you guys leave a review on your favorite podcasting app, it, it helps out immensely with algorithms that I'd like to pretend that I know, but I really don't know. And it overall just gets this show out to more people. So if you like what I do, please, if you've got a spare moment of your time, please consider providing a review on whatever app that you choose to listen to this podcast, it it helps out way more than you can imagine. And I would be so grateful for it. They're always greatly appreciated. And with that, I think I'm going to end the show here. Once again, thank you all for listening. Uh, I hope all of you have a lovely day. And remember, everyone, wrestling could always use just a little bit more fiction. See you all. Good night, everybody. <laughs>